0: You're listening to Comedy Central. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback.
1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
0: September 6, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Ears Edition.
2: Excited. Maggie Jen Hall is joining us, everyone. <laughs> Glad to have her back. Uh, we're gonna be chatting about the new season of her hit HBO show, The Deuce. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. Yesterday, we were all shocked to learn that there is a secret group of senior officials in the White House who say they are trying to stop Trump from being Trump. That's right. <laughs> They're taking him down from the inside. To which KFC replied, I thought that's what we were doing. (laughs) Well, anyways, today, understandably, the president could only focus on finding the traitor.
3: Inside job, new fallout this morning from that explosive New York Times op-ed. It is rattling the
4: White House, and the finger-pointing is on.
1: No surprise, Trump is furious, calling on the New York Times
0: to turn the writer over to the government. Inside the West Wing, there really is this intensifying sense of betrayal. White House staffers don't know who they can trust. The president doesn't know who's loyal to him and who's out to get him. Ooh.
2: You know, I feel like if Trump catches who did this, he's not gonna go easy on them because not only did they embarrass him in the New York Times, but they also forced him to read. <laughs> and now... Now, the person who did this is someone who thinks that Trump is, Trump is amoral and unfit to be president. That's who we're looking for. So that narrows it down to everybody. In fact... <laughs> in fact, just today, another person published an anonymous editorial in the Slovenian Gazette. Yeah, here's an excerpt. It reads, quote... This president is not being best. <laughs> and also, America needs her own bedroom. Lodestar. <laughs> Could be anyone. <laughs> Another news. <laughs> Another news. And this is one of my favorite stories. China has announced it will give $60 billion in financial support to African nations. Get this with no strings attached. Yeah. Now, critics are saying that China is just tricking Africans into getting colonized again. And to that, I say, yeah, but it's $60 billion. (laughs) I feel like colonizing Africa would have gone much easier the first time if Europe had done it this way. Like, (laughs) if Europeans had landed on African soil and told us, hello, we're going to rule your people and take all your resources, but here's $60 billion. Us Africans would have been like, God save the queen, huh? (laughs) All right, let's move on to today's top story. Social media. It's affected every aspect of our lives. How we communicate, how we stay informed, how we showcase our booty clapping skills. Uh, Yeah, I used to... I used to make homemade DVDs to get that out. Now it's so much easier. But lately, but lately, conservatives have been complaining that tech companies are biased against them. And yesterday,
5: they took action in real life. The Justice Department is looking at whether Facebook and Twitter are intentionally stifling the free exchange of ideas. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey told a House committee his company is not censoring conservatives.
0: Jeff Sessions doubled down and says he'll gather state attorneys general to discuss whether social media companies stifle conservatives.
2: That's right. Jeff Sessions has announced that he's going to look high and low, mostly low, to find out if social media companies are censoring conservatives. Yeah, he's probably gonna come back like, well, I couldn't find any bias. And be like, did you check the top self? No. (laughs) And now, now the reason the Justice Department and both houses are all over this issue is because clearly they're taking cues from the top. You look at Google, Facebook, Twitter, and other social media giants. And I've made it clear that we as a country cannot tolerate political censorship, blacklisting, and rigged search results. We will not let large corporations silence conservative voices. That's right, folks. I, Donald J. Trump, am sick of being silenced. When was the last time you saw a tweet of mine? When was the last time you saw something about me on the internet, folks? It's been almost half an hour. Why is that? Is it because I've been up here for 30 minutes? Oh, because I'm being censored? <laughs> because I'm being censored, sir? Hey, come on, get the f*** out of here, man. <laughs> How is the guy who became president because of Twitter claiming that Twitter is censoring him and out to get him? Yeah, like, they're out to get him elected. It's like Superman bitching about Earth, like, man, this planet is holding me back. It's like, no, this planet is what made you. If you don't like it, Superman, why don't you just go home and be Kal-El the accountant? Oh, that's right, you can't go home because your home blew up. Sorry, I get angry when Superman shits on Earth. (laughs) But, but maybe, maybe the president feels like conservatives are being censored because his only source of information keeps telling him so. The tech giants are obviously politically biased against conservatives, no one really disputes that.
0: You cannot have them dominating the information space only on behalf of left-wingers. Sometimes when you uh, search my name, uh, certain articles will pop up that are more uh, disparaging and more negative and, you know, three or four years ago instead of anything current.
2: Okay, now, to be fair, I understand what the stale Prince of Bel-Air is saying. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes Google prioritizes older negative stories, but that's not anti-conservative bias. That's just the internet. Right? The negative stories get much more attention than the positive ones. Like, when I Google myself, the news is never about some cool joke that I told. No, it's always something negative. And I tell cool jokes all the time, all right? You never hear about the good stuff. For example, for example, right? Today, I saved this baby on the way to work, but are you gonna see that on the first page of my Google search results? No, but if I do this, if I do this, <laughs> if I do this, Number one news story on Google News. And I'm not even a comedian anymore. All of a sudden, I'm just a South African baby slammer. That's who I am. (laughs) The Internet is cruel to everyone. Everyone. But... But according to many people on Fox News, the only explanation for this is bias. I tweeted out
4: um, a clip from CNN of James Clapper basically admitting that President Obama was the one who directed all of the intelligence agencies um, at, at, the, at the end of 2016 to uh, launch an investigation uh, into President Trump. So I tweeted out, it got no life. It got no life. And I know that's something that my followers and viewers care about big time. It got no life. So I'm just wondering, was I shadow banned? No.
2: (laughs) No, Maria Bartiromo, your post was just boring. (laughs) And I'm not even saying that to be mean. We've all been there. Every one of us has posted something online that we were sure was gonna break the internet, (laughs) right? All of us had that one tweet where we were like, oh man, this tweet's gonna blow up. (laughs) This tree's gonna blow up. And you're like, should I say, it? no, not yet, not yet. Oh, man, this tree's going gone. Oh, wait, let me, hold on, hold on. Hey, cancel all my meetings. I'm about to go viral. And then you're like, and then you hit send, and then you're looking and you're like, come on, anytime now, anytime, all right. No likes, refresh, hold on, relax. no likes. Okay, hold on, Hold. On. is the Wi-Fi working? No, Wi-Fi? Okay, hold I'll just like it myself and get it started. There you go. All right, one like. It happens to all of us. And look, I'm not saying there should be no regulation of tech companies, don't get me wrong. I just, I'm just surprised to see conservatives all of a sudden in favor of regulating private businesses, right? Because when it's consumers or gay people or polar bears saying, hey, can you regulate some industries? Conservatives are like, it's not the government's job to regulate private business. But then as soon as they feel Like, they're not getting enough retweets. Suddenly it's like, we're launching an investigation. We've got to nationalize tech companies. Long live
0: socialism! (laughs) Bernie, 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 Bernie! (laughs) So now,
2: so now the government will spend all this time and money on something that could have been avoided if a few people like Maria Bartiromo got a few more likes. And you know what? We here at The Daily Show would like to help conservatives without having to drag Congress or the Justice Department into it. So we went through Barbaromo's Twitter looking for another tweet that didn't get any life and really should have. And I think we found one. It's from June 6th, 2016. Quote Would you throw abort B day bash for your dog? Now I'm going to assume there was some autocorrect weirdness that happened there because I don't think there's any such thing as an abort B day bash. But even so, I think this tweet should have gotten mad engagements, especially since she went into the trouble of including the Twitter handles for her show, her network, uh, the Puppy Parties venue, and even the birthday dog, at Mini (laughs) Doodle, yes. And yet she only got five likes, people. Five likes, four retweets, yeah, and seven comments. And one of those comments is, and I swear this is real, this one was from at Mini Doodle saying, quote, wrong person, please don't include me in your (laughs) tweet. So, so you know what, I've decided at the Daily Show we're gonna give Romo a hand. We're gonna retweet this brilliant tweet to our own account at the Daily Show. So please go there and like Maria's original tweet and then quote tweet it to your own timeline with the hashtag tweetaromo. Do it to fight bias and save the internet. We'll be right back.
0: at purdueglobal.edu. Top 302 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy.
1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: Marked the third day of Senate confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee and guy who definitely wears socks at the pool, Brett Kavanaugh. (laughs) So, let's check in with another edition of So You Think You Can Judge. (laughs) Now, one of the major concerns with Brett Kavanaugh is that President Trump might have nominated him specifically because Kavanaugh believes that sitting presidents shouldn't be subpoenaed or indicted. And some people are worried that Kavanaugh might have even made a deal with Trump's personal lawyer, Mark Kasabitz, basically saying, you know, we'll put you on the court if you promise to protect the president from Robert Mueller. Or as Trump would put it, you scratch my back, I'll grab your pussy. (laughs) Now, we don't know if Kavanaugh actually met with Trump's lawyer, but when California Senator Kamala Harris asked him about it yesterday, Kavanaugh did himself no favors.
5: Judge, have you ever discussed Special Counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone?
0: Well, it's uh, in the news every day. I...
5: Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson & Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Uh... Be sure about your answer, sir. Uh, well...
0: I'm not remembering, but if you have something you want to.
5: Are you certain you've not had a conversation with I... anyone at that law firm?
0: Caswood Spencer. <laughs> I would like to know the person you're thinking of, because what if there's. I
5: think a... you're thinking of someone you don't want to tell us.
0: Wow. Kavanaugh
2: did not look good in that exchange. It's like if they ask the suspect at a murder trial, they're like, where were you on the night of the 13th? It's like, uh... Where shouldn't I have been? Uh... Yeah. Wherever the murder didn't happen, that's where I was. But the other major concern that people have is that Kavanaugh could be the deciding vote that overturns Roe versus Wade, AKA a woman's right to choose. And going by what Kavanaugh has said in the hearings, you would assume that he would let Roe v. Wade stand because this guy is a freak
3: for precedence. Tell us why you believe Roe is settled law. And if you could, do you believe it is correctly settled?
0: Roe v. Wade is an important precedent of the Supreme Court. For 12 years, I've been uh, applying precedent of the Supreme Court and of my court. As a judge, uh, I follow precedent. I had to follow precedent. Precedent of the Supreme Court. This is all about precedent for me. That precedent on precedent is quite important. Precedent's not like a cafeteria where I can take this, but not that.
2: Wow, this guy really loves precedent. He's, <laughs> call him Mr. President. You might even say he's the president of the United States. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, the joke wasn't that bad. Come on, it wasn't that bad. But here's the thing. Even though Kavanaugh says that he follows precedent, he doesn't act like it, right? Because if you look at his history as a judge, whether it's on a woman's right to choose or, or gun control, he's always twisting precedent to get the conservative result that he wants. And also, Kavanaugh's like a guy who says he's on a plant-based diet, but then you catch him eating a steak, and he's like, well, cows eat plants, don't they? <laughs> so technically, precedent. And look, the thing is, Kavanaugh can say what he wants, but it's pretty clear to me that he won't rule in favor of reproductive rights. Otherwise, Trump wouldn't have nominated him. But it does feel a bit strange that this dude could soon get to decide what all women can do with their bodies. A fact that Senator Harris made sure to point out.
5: Can you think of any laws that give government the power to make decisions about uh, the male body?
0: Uh, I'm happy to answer a uh, more specific question. But...
5: Male versus female.
0: There are um, medical procedures.
5: I'll repeat the question. Can you think of any laws that give the government the power to make decisions about the male body
0: i'm not a i'm not a, thinking of any right now senator
2: i'm i i'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a damn, kamala harris brings it man we we actually have we actually have we, we actually have a live shot of the Capitol the moment that that happened can, can we go to that
0: back.
5: <laughs> welcome back to the Daily Show.
2: My guest tonight is an Academy Award nominated actor who produces and stars in the upcoming film The Kindergarten Teacher as well as the hit HBO series The Deuce. Please welcome Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Congratulations on season two. That is uh, kicking off. Um, I remember when we spoke about season one, it was really a fascinating story that took us into an interesting world where you were portraying a woman who was working as a prostitute and then moved up in the game and decided, no, I'm going to start creating my own pornographic films. And this is now that part of the journey. Where are we seeing your character move to in the next season?
4: So the last season was 1971, 72. We jump ahead to 77. And, um, yeah, Candy's a director. She's also acting in some porn films. Um, but, you know, she's, like, like many women right now. Uh, I think she's realizing that she doesn't have what she needs. She's hungry. She wants more than she's been allowed to have, and she wants to make real movies, um... And well she wants to make her porn movies great. Right. Um because that's the world that she's allowed to make her movies in. That's all that she has access to.
2: And that's what I what, what I enjoy is, is is that word allowed. Because your character lives in this space where she's constantly playing with what she's been told she's allowed to do as a woman in a man's world, and she's finding the sneaky ways to navigate upwards within within that world. Is that something that you were always conscious of having within the character, is that she is in control of the world that she's in and she's trying to break the world that she's not allowed to be in?
4: Well, that's... I mean, like, that's what women do. Right. (laughs) I mean, and in... I mean, I think there's all these ways that I've been realizing in my own life I'm twisting my... I've been twisting myself around. I've been bending over backwards to somehow get what I need to survive. And Candy's the same, except Candy has very different circumstances than me. She started as a sex worker in 1971. She's trying to direct movies in 1977. Like, right. that's hard for anybody. And so she can't afford to... I mean, I guess in that scene that they just showed, she's pretty strident. She's pretty tough with Harvey. Harvey's right. like her... Her Harvey and she fight all the way through. But they're like... I mean, they're, they love each other. Right. That's they, like a place where she can, like, let it show. But mostly, she has to... She has to use everything she's got. She's got to use her wit. She's got to use her sexuality. She's got to use her mind. She's got to use everything she can possibly get her hands on to get little tiny bits she needs to get the next inch, the next inch to get even a little bit of what she feels she needs. Right.
2: You know? And as, as, a, as a, a woman in Hollywood who has seen the industry move gradually forward in different ways, but then at the same time be regressive in certain ways... Uh, do you feel like it's important for you to imbue within these characters your experience of femininity?
4: Well, it just happens naturally, right. I mean, it's just it's it's my experience. It's so many women's experience, and so that's what gets expressed. that I understand it. I mean, it's like all over the place, things that were happening to Candy have happened to me uh, in different ways. I mean, she's way over on the spectrum of, you know, dramatic life, you know. (laughs) Um, But I relate. I relate to that hunger. I relate to like, okay, I know I need this. How do I play it so I can possibly maybe get it? I know that I can't walk in and just totally ask for it. Or, you know, I mean, I relate to all of it. And so I understand that. And I, that's, Oh, I just, I love her. You know, that's why I love she,
2: she's, her. She's really a wonderful, lovable character that, that, you, that you enjoy. And what I've loved about, you know, season one, and, and hopefully I'll see more of it in season two, is is that relationship developing between us, the audience, and the character. Yeah. But what's interesting to me is is how you you have a similar idea, and yet you've changed it in in the movie that you're in on Netflix, right? Mm. The kindergarten teacher, because... I, I watch you as Candy and I've watched you in movies and I go like, oh, you're so likable. You're so much fun. This is great. I enjoy you. And then I've, I've only seen the trailer for this mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. and it made me wonder if I should call the police on mm-hmm. you as a person.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as a person? It's, it's,
2: yeah. It's like <laughs> one of the creepiest things I've ever... I go like, is this a thriller? Is, is this a horror movie? Is this a psycho thr-? Like, Like, what is the story about without you spoiling anything?
4: Well, I love that you say that about the trailer. And I think that the thing is, is that it's new, what it is. It's, um, you know, we say, and I think it's fair to say, it's a psychological thriller. Right. But it's really being in the mind of this woman who um, is not mentally ill, is not crazy, but who is being driven crazy by the culture that she finds herself in. Right. And the culture that she finds herself in is this one. And so um, I think it's terrifying. Because,
2: because, I... because she, plays, she plays a kindergarten teacher, right? And she...
4: Yeah, so from porn director to kindergarten
2: right, teacher. Right, right. <laughs> and she plays a kindergarten teacher, and, and there's a kid in the class who's really talented, and, and in the trailer, from what I see, she's, she does poetry by night. Yeah. And then there's a kid who seems to be more talented than she is, just naturally.
4: Well, he's a kid. Right. I mean, this is the thing that's interesting. Yes, he, she thinks that he's a poet. But who's to say? I mean, my, I have a child the same age as that child, and my child, like all of our children, say things that are incredible and poetic all the time. Right. But she looks at it and goes, that's a poem. And she is an artist who is not being heard anywhere. Right. She's She's like Candy, like many of us in different ways. She's a woman, and she has an element of herself that's starving. and. She goes on the wrong track. Candy goes on the right track. Candy knows how to feed herself. Right. And this woman who I play in The Kindergarten Teacher tries to feed herself off this kid.
2: That is a weird twist in the world. You are playing a porn star (laughs) who's doing the right things and a kindergarten teacher (laughs) who is evil. I love it. I love every moment of it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Season two of The Deuce premieres on HBO September 9th, and the kindergarten teacher will be available on Netflix October 12th. Maggie Gyllenhaal, everybody.
0: (laughs) The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.